For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harlow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports keeps getting bigger. NFL draft dominates the headlines in in North America, and obviously the end of various soccer seasons heading to Qatar in November dominates worldwide. Look at deal-making issues, three to one. Three. Cardinal Sports Capital to allocate up to $100 million in investments for a new accelerator with HPL Digital Sport. The deal will be WagerWire, a marketplace for sports betting futures. Toronto-based CSC launched in 2021 with a focus on sports gaming, media, tech, and data, while it's a division of New York's Hot Paper Lantern, a branding and marketing communications company specializing in sports tech, note betting, and fantasy, Sport Radar, Sharp Link Gaming, NBC Sports Edge, current and former clients, and betting and fantasy startups Quarter 4 and Thrive Fantasy are among the CSC portfolio companies that previously supported the services that allowed the next step. That's deal-making issue number three. Two. Cleveland Browns and Bally's Interactive established a multifaceted partnership, including market access agreement prior to launch sports betting in Ohio. Long-term agreement includes mobile sports betting and lounge at First Energy Stadium, as well as branded free-to-play games. The Browns and Bally's Interactive announced a long-term partnership that features various fan-focused elements and established the gaming leader as an official sports betting partner of the team. Pending appropriate licensing and regulatory approvals, the collaboration will be highlighted by a branded lounge at First Energy, a launch of mobile Bet Valley Sportsbook app in Ohio, and free-to-play gaming opportunities for fans in the state. Looking forward to that as Ohio matures into sports betting. That's deal-making issue number two. One. Number one, gaming, but also Vegas and the NFL draft. A huge success. Largest crowds in draft history. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitor Authority believes this year's draft brings in some large crowds, about 600,000 fans, maybe more. Cleveland, 21, only had 50,000 fans during the three-day event, but Literally five years of planning. It was awarded in 2018 and 2020. It was to be Vegas's, but for the pandemic, this draft could be the best potentially in NFL history. On to Kansas City and on to Detroit. We continue with the NFL theme, however, by focusing on what happens in the draft and after. Al Guido, the president of the San Francisco 49ers, been that through mid-February from mid-February 2016. He was with Legacy. He cut his claws, so to speak, on the, at the Lakewood Blue Claws, running that team. Then Comcast, or uh, w- b- uh, uh, before that, 
with Eddie Snyder. He's put together an incredible experience with the SVP of Global Sales for Legends beginning of 2010 and then Elevate Sports. He's the chairman and CEO, 70 clients, $530 million in sales and $600 million with the Cowboys and AT&T. The bottom line is the partnership with Levi Stadium and the Niners has been a legacy for all in the NFL to follow. Al Guido. First of all, obviously congratulations on the season, the team, but as important from your perspective, the protecting of the legacy, the protecting of the brand, Levi's Stadium, uh, Elevate, I mean all of those things are very important to you. Day-to-day, uh, -day, how do you allocate your responsibilities? What's your, what's your day job like? Every day is different for me, to be honest with you. It's like uh, there is no uh, day in the life, I would say. It just yeah. depends on what day you ask me. But it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, as you know, like coming out of COVID and playing games not in front of fans and then being kicked out and me living in Arizona for the last 40 days of last season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I'll come full Forgot. circle, yeah. you know, have a great season, play well, obviously come up short. But uh, it's great to be in uh, Super Bowl City, even though it, it opened up a wound a little bit for me. But it's great to be here. I was told beforehand, not by you, but by somebody else, uh, I, I, I guess you played the Rams. Don't talk about the Rams game. Is that, <laughs> no. is that correct? No, it's okay. Listen, I, I, I think uh, – Sports is great, right? It's the yeah. reason why I'm in it is right. because we can talk about these things. And I think the emotional roller coaster is what makes it's uh, real life drama. Uh, I consoled my daughters after our loss to tell them everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm all smiles now, excited about 2022. But metrics, brand value, revenues, Levi Stadium, I mean, by all metrics, we'll talk about that. You're a, you won. You're a hero. Oh, a, a thousand percent over. I mean, it's a great season for us and our fan base. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, talk about the early days, South Jersey, uh, Comcast, I mean, starting getting in the business. Was the Lakewood Blue Claws before Comcast or after Comcast? Lakewood Blue Claws was uh, after Comcast. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I played small Division three football. And, Where? Uh, the College of New Jersey. All right, there and, you go. And uh, I've loved sports my whole life. And my father, one day, I was working at American Express, and my father took a classified ad, which you will remember. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, thank you. A classified ad uh, <laughs> from the Philadelphia yeah. Inquirer, yeah. and they were hosting a job fair at the Philadelphia Spectrum uh, for sales associates. And I, I went down there. I bought my $15 upper level ticket. I got hired. I was making six bucks an hour selling tickets out of the Philadelphia Spectrum for a team called the Philadelphia Wings, which yeah. is indoor lacrosse. Yeah. And then fast forward, whatever, 20 years now, and it's been a wild ride. But uh, Comcast was great to me. I loved my time in the NBA and NHL. And then major, minor league baseball, if you're an aspiring, if anyone's yeah. on here watching aspiring yeah. sports, sports executive, minor league baseball is great. So we go from the Flyers, the Phantoms, the Wings, Wells Fargo Arena, Eddie Snyder, the Legacy, to the Lakewood Blue Claws. Way to, way to go. How, how did that work? You know what? I was um, – <laughs> I thought I did sales for a while, and I was lucky enough to be kind of promoted up through the ranks pretty early in my career, and I really wanted to lead a team again. I was a high school quarterback. I was a high school point guard, and to me, to be the captain of a quote-unquote ship was important, and, and Lakewood gave me an opportunity through that ownership group to manage a staff, and it was the first time I got a chance to have my own staff, and it was great because they owned the Blue Claws, which was 
Triple uh, A or Single A yeah, Philadelphia right. Phillies, and yeah. also the Trenton Thunder. So I was able to get a little bit of knowledge between the Yankees and Phillies organizations. And to minor league, ba- there's nothing as we know, like minor league baseball. We, did you wear the mascot outfit for a while too, or not? You know, only on like my last day, they ran me through every single position on my last day. But the only like bad story I have is day I showed up in a suit for my interview, and they laughed at me. They said, "Hey, buddy, this is yeah, minor league baseball." League, get the so the next day, I mascot. came in in shorts. You know, by day three. The bell rings yeah. in the office, you know? Yeah. And when the bell rings, it means it's time to pull the tarp. Now, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I'm looking around, and all these people are running. And I'm like, what's going on? They said, hey, Guido, did you bring your tarp clothes? Yeah. And I'm like, what's tarp clothes? Yeah. They said, oh, we didn't <laughs> tell you that in your <laughs> no. interview? Oh, no. So by day three, I was pulling tarp. And this is, what I, this is why. Minor league baseball teaches you all the yeah. skills, EQ and IQ. Yeah. Because even at the highest levels, sales is sales, marketing is marketing, operations is operations, the ability to do it, all across the spectrum at minor league baseball was something I'll never forget. We're segueing into the protection of the legacy of the DeBartolo family and now the York family, but the DeBartolo family. Um, the remem- the rem- memory of Carmen Policy and, and, and Joe Montana, pretty tough legacy to follow. Very significant obligation for you. Very much so. I mean, in, in the serious nature, I stand on the shoulder of giants. Yeah. Um, and, and, I think the way I view it in which is I have the keys right now to the DeBartolo York family legacy. I get to run the business day to day, um, but I never lose focus or sight of all of those who allowed me to do this and gave us the opportunity in the world of professional sports to have it be such a grand stage. I mean, it would not have been a grand stage that it is today if not for Bill Walsh, if not for Joe Montana, if not for Ronnie Lott and the five Super Bowl trophies, if not for Mr. D., um, and so it's never lost on me when I walk inside that building and I see those five Super Bowl trophies. If you ever lose track of what you're there to do, you quickly get reminded the minute you walk in the door. And the York family has carried that on. And look, we haven't won, but we've been to a number of NFC Championship games. We've been to two Super Bowls in, in 11 years. We're one of the more successful franchises and obviously one of the greatest markets in the National Football League. I pinch myself every day I get to go into that building. So. Uh, I was lucky enough to be part of that whole process to get some of the financing early with the stadium with Carmen. Uh, and if Carmen Policy were here today and kind of evaluated what you're doing, he would give you a hug and be proud of it, I would assume. I think so. We, uh, he emails me often, and, uh, and, and I've had a chance to, uh, as you now know Carmen well, I've had a chance to break bread as, as Italians and enjoy yeah. some wine and talk some <laughs> shop. And uh, Carmen... Um, it's all, all these guys. I mean, I'm, I'm spoiled in the Bay, right? I yeah. have Carmen Policy was there yeah. before me long ago. I have Larry Bear. I yeah. have Rick Welts, who's a good friend, yeah. who's now retired. I mean, right. I when I showed up, Rick Welts offered, you know, invited me to the president CEO dinner when he first got to the Warriors. And I remember showing up that day. I was probably 37, 38 years old. And um, I looked around that table and I said, man, I have a lot to learn from a lot of these individuals. And, uh, and Carmen's been somebody that reaches out, not often, but when he does, it matters. Yep. And very well put. So Levi's has a lot of firsts to me. Design, suites on one side, uh, infrastructure development uh, used for community good, the whole vaccination site issue. What do you think is the biggest takeaway and the legacy and the best practice what's the what's the thing you're most proud of of Levi's I think the vision of Levi's stadium is yet to be 
yet to be consumed in the way, and, and I mean this in a good way, that the, the stadium was built on three pillars, mm -hmm. fan experience, sustainability, and technology. Okay. And that last pillar, you know, there's beautiful stadiums. We're going to see one in SoFi. Right. That last pillar, as you think about Levi Stadium and the future of sports, and I wrote about this in the, in the book, um, to me it's like the global digitalization of sports. We saw that happen in society, but as it relates to sports. And look, we're sitting here this, in this interview in Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. This was a sponsorship category that did not exist 18 months ago. Yeah. And so I think that for us, like, our legacy will be ever evolving. It's not, it won't be written. It wasn't written in 2014. It's not going to be written in 2022. I think the reality is that we have a chance to build on physical infrastructure with technology more than probably any other stadium that's been done, given the fact that we're in Silicon Valley and we yeah. have great partners to do so. Bay Area, and coupled with that, Super Bowl 50, WrestleMania 31, Stadium Series in 15 for the NHL, uh, International Soccer, Pac-12 Championship, U2, and the Grateful Dead, my God. So obviously you set the stage for multi-purpose flexibility and the ability to deal with a lot of different demographics. Yeah, we're very proud. I mean, we did more uh, large events or live events than any other stadium in our first five years of operation, yeah. and that's without a dome and yeah. not easy to do. And so I think that, you know, the other things I'm proud of is the economic impact that we've driven in that region, the jobs that we've created um, I think these sports teams are, are tremendous community assets, and it is your responsibility, in my opinion, um, to give back to that community. And that could be through wins on the field. It could be through your nonprofit foundation. It could be through jobs. It could through be, but truthfully, it should be all of those things. Yeah. And I think that what the York family did under Jed York's leadership is create a sports and entertainment um, property. And that was different than what we were doing at Kennelstick Park. Yeah, clearly. And, and you've, you've raised the bar that people have not yet uh, even reached in a lot of different cases. Talk about Elevate. You're the chair and CEO, uh, 70 clients. It's a sales, but it's also a full-service organization, 530 million of assets at Levi's and 600 million of assets at AT&T with the Cowboys. You started as the SVP of global sales. Tell us about Legends and the evolution into this company. Yeah, so I started with the, the Dallas Cowboys in, in 2006, and I was there through 2009, the opening of now AT&T Stadium. That led to the creation of uh, Legends. Yeah. And Legends started as an F&B company, slowly uh, sort of not pivoted, but added on sales and marketing. I was the first employee of the sales and marketing engine. That's how I got out to the Bay Area. The 49ers hired Legends to oversee the sales and marketing of Levi's Stadium. I did that from 2010 to through 2014 until I joined Levi's full-time or the 49ers full-time as COO and then president. So starting Elevate three and a half years ago, I really saw um, in, in our minds that there was, this, um, there was this void in the sports and frankly brand and technology space as it relates to service-based companies. And we've been lucky enough in three and a half years, now we're up to 150 properties under our umbrella. We have 180 employees in 25 states and three countries. And truly, I think, as you think about the risk profile and or how the evolution of sports has changed, these enterprises are now billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar enterprises where, you know, where I was growing up in the Philadelphia Eagles built a stadium, they built a $300 million stadium, and that thought was, like, cutting edge at the time. Yeah. Now, 
all of these sports teams, all of these owners are thinking about monetization in different ways. And Elevate is there to service them. And uh, look, I got great four equity partners, Tim Liewicki, the folks at Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, mm-hmm. Live Nation through Michael Rapino and Ticketmaster, and the 49ers, because yeah. I wouldn't be able to do two jobs without the 49ers. Right. But it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's basically setting the standard for the industry. You don't have to say that. I'll say it. We can both say it. Let's spend some time talking about some NFL-related issues. First, uh, we talked a little bit about crypto and $700 million, but talk about gambling generally. If you'd have thought uh, uh, five years ago, pre-Supreme Court decision, that gambling would be as prolific as it is today, people would have thought you were crazy. Give me your overall impression of where it is and where it's going. Oh, I think um, I think we're just beginning. And the reality is, I mean, if you think about it, not every state has legalized, right? right? We're sitting here in a state right. that doesn't necessarily yeah, have yeah. it. And so I think we're on the cusp of what becomes the future. And, and you know, technology sort of follows this curve. If you think about what happened to Daily Fantasy and Yahoo and right. how that evolved, I think you're going to see that same evolution inside the gaming industry. Um, but I do think that one, it has to be done responsibly, um, of course, but I, I think that for the NFL, um, it is a massive opportunity to gain fans that might not have followed your sport. Yeah. And, and I do think that these companies, obviously, they're spending marketing dollars right now to gain customer acquisition. Do they continue to do that? Is there consolidation in the space? How do they bundle their services throughout time? I think what the NFL did with their three partners is very, very smart. And I thought about customer acquisition and scale. Um, But I'll tell you, as a property, um, we're following the legislation very closely to see how the San Francisco 49ers might be able to tap into the opportunities that exist in gaming. One of the interesting things from the series of uh, interviews and contacts I have with friends and and people from all sports is the, the lack of integrity-related problems, the industry is under such a spotlight today that you talk about the inevitable price-fixing or throwing games. What you remember is the Black Sox scandal and the referee issue, but you don't think about anything that's happening today. No, you don't, and I think that um, you may think about it in sort of single-user sports, uh, golf or tennis. Um, Football's a different entity, and I think that, you know, we were talking about this last night at dinner, What I love about the National Football League, amongst a lot of things, I'm proud to be in this league, is you have a Cincinnati Bengals and you have a Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. And you know what? That might not happen in any other sport, where at the beginning of any given season, every single fan base actually does have hope. Because 50% of the teams who made the playoffs the previous year don't make it the next year. And in and of itself, our league is such that it's built on if you lose, we're going to give you every chance to succeed. And look, I'm not going to – it's not a gambling quote, but I think if you look at the, the point differential in wins, and I know you have Rich McKay on this, um, we've never had a league that's more competitive. Right. We've never had a league that's higher scoring. We've never had a league where it, literally on any given Sunday – I know they say it, but on any given Sunday someone can win. And look, give the Bengals credit. They're one of the – you know, the bottom in the league as it relates to commercial given the size of their market, but yet they're going to be playing on the biggest stage in front of the world's largest audience. Yeah, and um, our pal, our mutual friend Jeffrey Lurie had a really interesting quote that he should uh, uh, protect. He says the beauty of this league and one of the reasons why he spent so much money investing is it does better than anybody else in monetizing hope, and that's exactly what happens every season to everybody. Yeah, I think everybody that, like, wants to write off the NFL, I mean – I, I watched the Malice at the Palace the other day. They wanted to write off the NBA, and now look at the NBA yeah, and the right. globalization of that sport. And then, you know, they wanted to write off the NFL years ago. And, and someone asked me, 
is there much left? And I said, there's a thousand things left, right? I mean, as you look at commercialization of sport, you have gambling, you have crypto, you have international, yeah. you have uh, retail operations around the, the venues now. They're all becoming mixed-use development properties. The truth of the matter is, in my opinion, the league's just getting going. And, like, and I think about the San Francisco 49ers on our 75th anniversary. We're sitting on um, a tremendous asset in one of the greatest cities in the world, growing in the greatest regions in yeah. the world. And who knows what the future holds, but I can tell you that everyone loves NFL football. You can just look at the ratings. And if that type of interest, if you have that type of interest, growth and monetization will come. Well, especially with some creativity and some brain power behind it. Just a couple more. One relative to what dominated the headlines for two years, the pandemic. Uh, you've been pretty consistent. You wrote about it in the book about fan experience prevailing. Uh, obviously hard to go through the pandemic and continue to thrive and, 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 and create a, a viable business. But what's your biggest takeaway as far as the pandemic is concerned? I'm very clear on this. I've said it, and one, one of you and I talked about this previously. The pandemic didn't change anything. It accelerated everything. Yeah. And so in my mind... If you think about the, the law of diffusion of innovation and you think about your early adopters and your laggards, um, everyone got moved or rung up on that ladder. Yeah. And to put it in simple context, my father or my mother, who never understood a UR code, right, hmm. or URL code in a restaurant and then now had to scan it to yeah. get their menu. Think about what that does to mobile ticketing, to gaming, to content consumption. And so in my opinion – Everything, you were forced to adopt technology way before you probably were ready to do so. And for that, us as properties are able to drive content to you that you care about, that you like. And we're also able to understand you at a fan demographic level better than we ever have before because you're using the products and services of which are giving us the information to frankly deliver you the best fan experience possible. Final question, three-part question, so bear with me. I know you don't deal with more than one part at a time. <laughs> okay. So what, where, what is the, where is the NFL, the Niners, and Al Guido five years from now? The NFL remains number one. Um, they continue to globalize their sport outside of uh, domestically. Um, I think they're doing a good job with their international rights. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, um, my hope is that we have either celebrated a Super Bowl or on our way to celebrating a Super well, Bowl Joe victory. Namath, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. 1969. I said hopefully. I said hopefully. Oh, I, I, I said I, hopefully. I um, <laughs> I, Al Guido, I don't know. I, I, you know my, look, I'm having the time of my life doing this. Um, I, I made a mistake once in my life around a job that I decided I had this conversation, that I decided that I took a job for money and title, and I said I would never do it again. I love this business. Um, as I mentioned to you on a pre-interview, like I buy upper-level tickets to Saturday college football games to sit right. with my dad to drink a beer and eat a hot dog. And I never – the hero factor is always the game. It's what made me love sports. It's what got me into it. I, Like I said, I'm lucky enough to do this. If I'm still doing this five years from now, God bless me and my family. Uh, I'll be a happy man. Hopefully I'm doing it with a Super Bowl ring on my hand mm -hmm. in addition to my wedding ring. Uh, that's what I hope. Al Guido, an interesting perspective on all things NFL, all things draft, and obviously special events. And They had a great Super Bowl 50. They obviously want more, and they certainly deserve it with their stadium and their special events track record.
Top Tech Minute. $120 million Series A funding round for cricket NFT marketplace Rario, led by India's Dream Sports. The Series A round, a venture arm of Indian sports technology and gaming firm Dream Sports, belongs to Dream Capital, a great money raise. Singapore-based Rario has NFT rights to more than 900 cricket players from six international leagues, including its exclusive deal with Cricket Australia, signed earlier this month. Rario will now have access to more than 140 million fans who use Dream Sports products, which include India's top fantasy sports brand, Dream 11, and sports streaming platform, Fan Code. Rario's digital collectibles span player cards and video highlights, having sold more than 50,000 NFTs since its launch last year. Dream Capital receives a minority stake in Rario, whose $120 million fundraise represents the largest to date by a cricket NFT platform. That's your Sports Tech Minute. How about gaming? Always front and center. California sports betting initiatives backed by gambling giants could block startups. One of the measures Californians will likely get to vote on does more than just allow betting on sports. Critics concerned it'll effectively block smaller gaming companies and startups from operating in the state. High stakes for an industry that could rake in over $3.5 billion each year from California bettors, and for a state that prefers to see itself as a starting uh, entity that creates more startups than anybody in the world. One of the four sports betting initiatives competing to make November's ballot, one paid for by sports betting giants FanDuel, DraftKings, and BetMGM, would allow gaming companies and Native American tribes to provide sports betting online across the state. And if the initiative passes, gaming companies would have to pay $100 million in licensing to do business in that state, as well as already be licensed in 10 states or to be operating in five and running 12 casinos. So bottom line is there is a, a big, big competition for sports gaming in California. Now good sports heading into significant philanthropy as we continue to move forward. Next-gen Formula E car unveiled in Monaco as the world's most efficient racing car. Seven manufacturers signed on to participate in Season 9 of this event. DS Automotive, Jaguar, Mahindra, Maserati, NIO333, Nissan, and Porsche. What comes out of it is a better car for all of us. Armando Seriano, Katie Taylor, praise YouTuber-turned-promoter Jake Paul ahead of what would be a historic MSG fight talking about the dollars that could be raised and where we go with charity. Warriors and Rakuten Sports entering a strategic partnership to, key, to deliver key APAC market, creating partnerships built around the world, Asian Pacific, bottom line, very important to the Warriors and obviously very important to Rakuten. Wave Sports and Entertainment WNBA teams team up for exclusive partnerships celebrating the league's 26th season with fresh social content and new original series promoting the flagship basketball brand Buckets, series hosted by prolific journalist and sports commentator Jordan Liggins. And finally, Liverpool exploring possibilities of formal partnership with Spanish club, uh, in, in, according to reports in, tra- in, 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 uh, in Spain, Liverpool owners, including the Fenway Sports Group, obviously they're the key owner, have explored a number of opportunities in Spain and otherwise, 
and the owners recently met with the majority owner of Spanish club Elche to discuss a collaboration. Well, what an active week and ready to continue with more with NBA NHL playoffs and a major in golf the beginning middle of this month at Southern Hills and the bottom line of all of this is that it is a very significant sports season and it only gets bigger. I'd like to thank Al Guido for being part of our, our viewership and listenership today. I'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for putting this together, collaborating with the various promotional groups to distribute our podcast so people can get the benefit of the $1.3 trillion business of sports as it continues to evolve. evolve. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you all for listening and, join, and watching and joining us next week when we continue to get inside the business moving forward. Sports Professor Rick Haro, speak with you soon. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.